0: All right, Hob. Welcome back, uh, MMA headlines. Uh, my favorite guest, and this is two in a row. Two two headlines in a row. Yeah, two in a row. Because oh, tra- so
1: this is your second your second one you've done
0: with you? Because I've been traveling, so I'm. Oh, I'm a- so
1: you've done the he- you've done these headlines before?
0: <laughs> it's not just you, Hob. I have other guests too.
1: Oh, I just was just thinking. I was just you know, you try to reach the friend the friend thing. Come on, friend. Because you know, I'm just asking. I'm just asking.
0: You're ranked pretty high. You are definitely one of the most requested. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today. And it's going to be really good. Uh, First and foremost, so, Hob, did you know about my contest that I'm doing where I am going to fly? So, before I used to give away all-inclusive training packages to AK Thailand to people who leave the best comments throughout the month. And I pick one grand prize winner. Um, But I've never flown them to Thailand. This this time, starting now and moving forward, every month, uh, every podcast, including this one, uh, we're going to pick one comment, and whoever we pick is going to win some kind of prize. Like could be shirts, could be uh, stuff from AK Thailand, whatever. And then we're going to save that name, and at the very end of the month, we're going to take all those names that are winners, and we're going to find a grand prize winner. Um, and they're going to get an all-expense-paid all, all expense paid trip to Thailand, and I'm actually going to fly them. I'm going to pay for the airfare, pay for the uh, transport, tra- or transfer, pay for the hotel for an entire month, food for an entire month, training for an entire month, gear. Close everything and all you have to do for you listening right now is leave a comment and it doesn't have to be don't be begging it's like just a comment it's just it could be funny it could be critical it could be uh critical no not critical critical yeah that's not the right word right
1: can i enter i'm
0: delirious i've been traveling for like two weeks straight and i just i'm trying to get these podcasts in in my hotel room <laughs> go ahead but can i me. enter too can i enter yeah sure no, you can't. I'm, well, you come to Thailand all the well, time. Why, why not? Let me, let me let me give the winner of last month. So so I, if you look at the last video, and most of you are probably leaving comments right now already because you're trying to win a prize, but if you remember the video from last month, I'm going to announce a winner because it happened to be the last uh, podcast or video of the month. So we started it, and it was only one show, and now we got a grand prize winner. So uh, Brent B., you got really lucky, buddy, because in just one podcast, you won an all-expense-paid trip to Thailand. I'm going to fly you out to Phuket, and everything's covered on me and you're gonna have the best time of your life so brent b we will be in contact with you uh you left the best comment on the last video um saying that i care about my supporters and it shows and all the stuff that you said you got it got a lot of ups a lot of likes whatever so we went with it um so yeah brent b congratulations Cool. brent b yeah and anyone Congrats, a, brent. and whoever leaves a comment on this one is going to win something Uh, if we pick you and then you'll be entered to win the grand prize again for this month so we'll be in contact with you Brent B uh, but let's get to the headlines so first of all first headline is going to be Connor responding I'm sorry uh, Khabib uh, responding to Connor Connor obviously everyone knows said very very hurtful things about Khabib uh, his father passing and comparing it to good and evil and all this he, he went over the line could be basically said what we would expect being knowing him you know he said it was wrong he's an evil person and an, a real human uh, that's a good person wouldn't have said something like that and you know it didn't change habib's opinion of connor i don't think it it's a headline i want to ask you about and get your opinion on but i know habib you know habib he doesn't like him it's not going to change anything it just made it one step one more reason not to like him
1: well in all fairness, it's one reason why – who sh- who should like him for a comment like that? How many people do you know lost their family, lost their business, yep. lost everything because of COVID? And you make fun of it?
0: Yeah, you're right. You know,
1: you say COVID, 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 good, you know, father, father evil. evil. Yeah. Are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So yeah. you're saying to all those poor people that lost their family, lost their business, people that committed suicide o- over what this, this that- tragedy has happened to the whole world – and you think you're making a mockery of it by trying to attack someone's father by using that? You know, mm-hmm. you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You are an idiot. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's not fair for all those poor people that, that that are watching this podcast or 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 seeing his comments. You know, it's just another knife to dig in people's hearts. You know, mm-hmm. and. He's an idiot. He's, he's flat out an idiot. He's out of control, and he's an idiot. I'm sorry. He's an idiot. And forget this has nothing to do with Habib's father. This has something to do with what he, those comments he meant on COVID. Yeah. Okay, we already know what, how he thinks about Habib and everything. That's all fine. But you make a comment like that. I mean, you know, all the money in the world is not going to allow you to just get to keep continuing to get away with some of the stupid things you say. And, and he's been saying a lot of uh, stupid things. And, and you know, it's obvious to me. That His coaches which I think they're good guys can't control him, you know, and what do you do if you have a guy like that? What do you do? Yeah, you know, he's your money cow. He's your guy What do you do as 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 his coach? I don't think his coach is a bad guy at all I don't think any of his coaches are bad guys I think there's only one other person in the group that that is is not so cool and everybody knows who he is But other than that, I think his coaches are good dudes even all the fighters that are with him I think are decent, you know, it's just him, you know, and and um, you know, it's like he's got everything. He's got all the money, but he doesn't have the one thing that he used to have—the respect of the whole world as a fighter. Yeah. He, he doesn't have that anymore, and maybe he's angry because he doesn't have that anymore. Who knows? I—I I don't know. I just know that he should have never uh, text those words ever, no. ever, ever, ever. That's just—you know—I mean—and if you know, for me, it's like, uh, man, no, it's—it's it's not acceptable. Not acceptable.
0: And I think another thing about this, inter- this interesting is, uh, you know, it's one thing when you talk about someone you got a fight lined up or you have a potential fight lined up or you're talking to a fighter where maybe a fight could get lined up. It's different when you're talking to somebody who you know you're not going to fight because he already kicked your ass and he retired. It's like now it's kind of like cowardice too, a little bit because, like you know, you, it's like it's like when your friends are holding you back and you're talking shit, you know, he, he knows he's not going to fight Habib in a main fight, and he knows that's not gonna draw him in because he knows Habib's more mature than that. He's not gonna fall, Habib would be doing what Conor wants and Habib would never do what Conor wants. So could be, or Conor could say whatever the hell he wants. He's not gonna force Habib to do a damn thing. And so it was kind of weak, I think, in in my opinion, that he's attacking somebody, A, that kicked his ass fast and, or, or dominantly, and then B, that he's not gonna fight again. So he's just being a dick for no reason. And and I hate talking bad about people, especially Conor and, and big, big guys on the sport that's done big things, but after that comment and before that comment to be honest i'm the same i'm the same way to me like in my opinion i'm like fuck him i don't give a shit about connor connor could want to be on this podcast and i would literally tell him no and like i know that's like it's a big deal because connor's the biggest star in the sport but i literally have zero respect for him and i and and i want to have respect for people that I have on the podcast and i just don't see him as like a a good person and i think it also proves that money doesn't buy class i mean the guy's got a ton of money he's on the forbes list number one he's above ronaldo right now or was and uh and he says shit like that talks about dustin Poirier's wife while he's sitting down with the fucking broken you know whatever sitting there um, you know and uh, already lost the fight now he says this about khabib the guy's just uh, out of control i think in my opinion so
1: well yeah from my perspective also i I, uh, I i i was a fan even though i didn't like him i still was a fan of his yeah. fighting no, he's done a lot a, appreciative of how good he was and how good he could actually be but now, after those comments, he meant, because the whole world suffered, bro, the whole world. Yeah. I'm not talking about uh, Habib. I'm talking about the whole world. Yeah. I don't care no more. I'm no longer a fan. I could care less to watch him. Before, I was like, I tuned in to watch him. I said that. I made those comments that I would tune in to watch him. Now, no. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about him. I won't tune in to watch him anymore.
0: He has a big following, but he lost a big part of that following because he didn't understand COVID affects everyone. Like, it affected me. It affected my family. Like, I didn't lose anyone, and it wasn't, like, close to me. I didn't get it, but it's, like, you know, it affects you. You know people that, like, uh, have COVID. You know people that struggled. You know people that we all know people that's passed. We know people that had friends and family that's passed. So it affects everyone. So when you're Conor and you do stuff like that, you lose a lot of fans. I think he's not going to recover. He, he obviously can't fight a top-10 fighter and... and 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 put on the performances that he did before he can he can win fights still but he's not what he was and then now with this it's like i think he's pretty much uh sealed his fate in my opinion that's my and leave a comment for you guys watching like i'm not trying to be a hater but fuck him for saying that shit that's fucked up in my opinion
1: yeah my mine too so let's skip on
0: let's skip this guy so um an, another headline is dana said and made an announcement that he will never require uh, ufc athletes to be vaccinated because he says he will never make another human being forcefully make another human being put something into their body and i agree a hundred percent what do you think
1: i agree 150 million percent uh Dana's correct uh it should be it should be that individual's decision because look if you're telling me that taking the shot is 100 million percent safe i mean i'm talking 100 percent safe there's no little variance that could affect you this way or that way. If you're telling me it's safe and I have to take it because it's safe that like that, then I'd be okay. Yeah. Okay, you can get me, but but it's not. It's been proven that it's not hundred percent safe. It's been proven that some people have gotten really ill from it. It's been proven that some people have died from it. You know, yeah. so for me it's like Russian roulette, right? So someone's telling you, <laughs> Hey, there there's a, there's a million bullets in here. I mean, I said, there's a million uh, uh, blanks in this in this machine gun, but there's one bullet, right? Yeah, exactly. Are, are you willing to take it? And you're like, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, there's a million bullets. Okay, the chances aren't good that I'm going to get it, but what if that first shot or the second shot is the bullet? No, you're right. You're, that's Russian roulette. That's what you're, you're telling someone to do, play Russian roulette. Make it safe, you know, and then do what you got to do. But until... They make you do it. I, I, I until the government. I'm talking. They, they pass a law where they you have to do it. They don't care, We have to do it. You know, by meaning that, like what they did with schools, right? If you're not vaccinated, a certain this or certain that, they won't let you in school. And if you can't put your kid in school, you're in trouble. So it's kind of like one of those things, right? Until they make it like that, I would be like the same. It yeah. should be your choice, you know. And even though I don't agree on how they get you to do it, it still should be your choice till they get you to do it, you know, until they make it almost like impossible for you to ignore having to do something.
0: And I feel like it's like a book club now because like Pfizer, I guess came out and I don't know for sure the details of of the exact quote they made, but um, their statement they made, but but they said basically that like after four months, or they said first six months, it starts losing uh, effectiveness, and you're getting another one a third shot. And then now they're saying I think four months or something like that. So now it's becoming apparent that it's going to be one of these things where they're just going to keep keep you taking these shots so that you stay, uh, you know, immune and it's gonna just keep leading on to other things. But I will say this uh, from personal experience. So I don't know if I've had COVID. If I did, I didn't know it um, for sure. Um, and, and nothing's affected me bad or whatever. Like, so I don't notice anything that if I've had it, but I've passed a lot of tests and I did get vaccine and the vaccine brought me down worse than any sickness that I've had as far as just how I feel. And then my lymph nodes are swollen and in my, in my uh neck for like weeks is like it, it wasn't yeah the vaccine was the worst thing that's happened to me even including sickness in the last couple of years i think so i'm not a big fan of it too late for me i already took it because i wanted to, to see my family and see people that could be vulnerable but like yeah i am not a fan
1: of it to be honest too late <laughs> though for me I, I i took the vaccine in november uh in abu dhabi, abu dhabi yeah of 2000 2020 and i came back here to the states uh and i just recently had it retested again in may of this year my antibodies uh and my doctor said that my antibodies are really low so i had to redo it again so i redid it again so i agree with what they're saying in regards to the the four to six month period because it was roughly six months since i i took my shots in, in abu dhabi that i had to redo it again and um, I, I have zero effects, zero, nothing. Yeah. I have zero effects on it. And, uh, you know, uh, so I, I guess for those people that have had it, if they have their antibodies checked and they see where they're at, they may find that they don't need it. Or people that might have had it and don't know it, their antibodies just let them know if they've had it, then guess what? You may never have to do it ever again. Who knows? If some, they're not 100% sure on if you've had it, if you're immune for life they're saying possible possible not so the only way to check is the antibodies right
0: that's the same as a vaccine though and I think I think the smart thing if it wasn't agenda based with money and all that I think the smart thing if you were looking out for your people and being and doing the right thing I think the right thing would be like you said test for antibodies find out if you had it if you've already had it that's the best immunity ever right if you've already beaten it your body can beat it, so so you're good. You it, shouldn't it have to take the vaccine. It appears that way, yes. Yeah, and, and then for the people who haven't had it, which I think I think the majority of people have had it, and now they're getting vaccines, and they might just get these new mutated versions. So now you might get COVID two different times, and a vaccine, and you that's way worse than just getting it one time. And so I think they should have tested, uh, I think you should get tested first for the antibody and, and see if you've had it. And then if you've had it, I think you should be immune or, or not required to take the vaccine in my opinion that's but I want to say hats off to Dana for making that statement you know Dana's a trailblazer and and, and always does what he feels and he's strong about his opinions doesn't care what people thinks and I think that's a good opinion I think it's a good statement and and I definitely support it and and I think it's the right decision. And we, how, many, how many UFC fighters have we seen? Mem- remember when they started the, the pandemic and they started doing shows every weekend and fighters were dropping off every single week. Like every single car, fighters were dropping off. Now there's like none dropping off because they've all had it. They've all, they've all, well, before the vaccines, they all got it and got rid of it. And I haven't heard of a single fighter in the hospital or sick or dying or in a respirator, yeah, 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 nothing. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard yeah, of anyone. Listen, we know- I,
1: I, I've, uh, I've had uh, close to 30 fighters. Yeah. Out of all my fighters that are here, um, I would say 70% or higher have gotten it already. Yeah. And for them, it was the worst case was uh, one fighter was a little little bad, but not bad at all. And the, the worst case out of all my people was one of my photographers who was, who was overweight. And his thing is he had to go to the hospital. And all they did with him is they rehydrated him. So he was back ready to go, but everybody else, some some of these guys, the majority of the fighters didn't even know they had it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, even know DC, who about. Even yep.
1: DC got it before his fight. Third fight with Stepe. Yep. And he come, he sparred the day with it, and and he goes, man, I just don't feel good. I, yeah. And we look, well, you look good, good in He goes, no, no, I don't feel good. La 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 la. And we're like, going on, and it's a, and we were we already had had. A lot of the fighters here get it, you know. So we all tested, we all tested, negative, negative, negative. But sometimes, if you, I guess, if you've been in contact with somebody, you don't. I don't. I guess you don't get it right away. Sometimes I don't know. I, I don't know, know yeah. the way this thing works. All I know is that all of a sudden DC gets it a week after, and then another fighter got it a week after, you know. And I. Bottom line is, what I'm trying to say is, none of my fighters have gotten it bad. So basically, if you're in good health you're younger you know if you get it most of them have been able to survive it like the majority of them have been able to get through it like nothing
0: yeah well i just wanted to ask that question because uh or or talk about that headline because that's going to be the headline that's going to block us on youtube and get us no views and cancel this entire podcast (laughs) that's because we're talking about covid and we're just
1: stating we're just stating facts
0: it's true we'll do it. this is going to be a test if we don't get any views and we get shut down we're going to know (laughs)
1: I'm talking about things that actually happened to my fighters. I'm not... No, not, I get it. I'm not talking from other people. I'm talking about actual facts.
0: No, I'm not. You did not say anything wrong. I'm just saying, I think, I think just saying the word COVID and vaccine and all that, we'll see if it has an effect on, on their algorithm. Oh, well,
1: that part, that
0: part, yeah. I'm sure they scan the, 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 the words and all that, the wording of everything. We'll see what happens. So this is going to be a good test, but also too, like, like you said, DC had it. So, so what about if, if Dana was to, to mandatory or make mandatory getting vaccinated? What about these guys like DC? He can't prove he had covid right
1: yes he can yes he can his antibodies are off the charts
0: okay well maybe so but 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 if you're required to get the vaccine you'd have to get it whether you had it or not and now what's going to happen when all these fighters have covid already then they get the vaccine on top of that that's got to be way worse for you than having it the first time or just getting the vaccine right so i mean that
1: that's I don't know why i, I support that, it yeah that i don't know uh, but i in not be good. Cases, he's had it over a year ago I would imagine if they told D.C. you have to have another vaccination shot and he's going, wait a minute, my doctors are telling me my antibodies are off the charts. Right. And now you're telling me I have to take the shot that could potentially put that bullet in the, the, the you know, the, the it's like, how, how am I going to do that? Yeah, it's like, how does that make sense for me? That's why it's like with someone like D.C., if I was in his shoes, no, I'm not taking the shot. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to force me to do it by doing something like I can't get my driver's license. My kids can't. You know, I can't open a bank account. You are gonna have to do something like yeah. that in order for me to do it. But but uh, something simple, uh, you know, no. Uh-uh. Encouraging me to do it. No, you're not. Yeah. You're not no, especially when I hear what I hear about him. And I happen to know from other people that the antibodies and, and listen to the news on, on, on these experts talking about that if you've had it. A vast majority of these people will probably never get it again.
0: Right.
1: A different variant? Yes. Like if he had, if he had the, had the, the delta, the the, the, the the corona, you know, and then COVID-19, right? But then there's the delta, right? You yeah. could catch the delta, but if you've had the the, uh, the the COVID-19, the delta is doesn't affect you very much at all, you know. So either way, they may get the delta, but it didn't didn't hit them as hard.
0: All right, fellas, you want to help support the podcast? I know you do. All this content, all these interviews with these fantastic guests that we're putting out for you, well, now you can. And you can save 20% off and get free shipping by getting the best below-the-waist men's grooming products on the market. I'm talking about Manscaped. All you gotta do is go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, enter code checkout. 20% off, and free shipping. Quick is my nickname. It is not how you use the product. Uh, Don't be silly, fellas. Come on. Uh, But Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and now they have the new Lawnmower 4.0, which is next level, the best trimmer on the market ever made. What makes it different? It has skin-safe replacement ceramic blades, controllable LED lights, wireless charging dock, and a 7,000 RPM motor with Quiet Stroke technology, and it's even waterproof. They also have a full line of hygiene and grooming products like the Shears 2.0 Luxury Nail Kit, Crop Mops, Preserver, Reviver, and a lot more. Manscaped has everything you need to appeal to your lady friend. But don't thank me. Thank yourself by going to manscaped.com, entering code QUICK, get 20% off, get free shipping. It's a win-win for you. It's a win-win for us. And you're supporting the podcast. So next headline is a big one because it has to do with us a little bit, but it's uh, Sean Strickland and Luke Rockhold. So apparently, you know, Sean obviously is very verbal and says crazy stuff, had a great fight against Hall. So, I mean, he's obviously a good fighter. He made the rankings. I think he's like ranked eighth in the world right now. Uh, Luke's coming in and I guess Luke called him an idiot and he got all mad. And now after saying... If it's true, what I read that he would like to kill somebody in the Octagon, which is a crazy thing to say for someone. Um, and, and I'm not saying nothing bad about Sean Strickland. I just I think he says crazy stuff sometimes. But after saying that, he uh, now he's attacking Luke for calling him an idiot and saying basically he'll take a charge to hit him on the street and bounce his head off the pavement and all that. So, what's your thoughts on that? Like first of all, like I think you said I think previously when we talked that maybe the fight's happening. They're definitely trying to put it together for sure. What do you think about the fight happening i mean forget the whole street thing because that's not going to happen and if it does yeah. you know
1: yeah i read i read that it's going to happen uh, i think 267 in november in madison square garden I, I think i think i think that's what i read um but listen nothing is for sure until it comes out in the ufc the until the ufc announces that there's no fight right these mma sites they post Oh, this fight's going to happen. That fight's going to happen. All of a sudden, you're thinking this fight's going to happen. But maybe they're in talks. Maybe they're negotiations. But until negotiations come through, there's no fight. Right. So so the fact that these two guys are, are yapping at each other, that's a fact. Yeah. That's definitely a fact because yeah. we see that, right? <laughs> yeah. But the fact that there's a fight until the UFC announces there's a fight, there's no fight. There's no fight. I don't care. This camp says, oh, we signed. It doesn't matter. You know, until they announce it, that means both people signed. It, 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 there's no fight. I've been involved way too long to listen and believe everything that the news sites may say. You know, no, let the UFC make the decision. Then you guys can come on board and say this. We can talk about the potential of what those guys are doing. They're, they're you know, I, I did um, read the comments that Strickland made and and I've never in my life in all the years I've been alive have I heard somebody Actually, say those words. I would like to kill somebody in the ring, and and, <laughs> and appeared. By the way, I read it. It appeared that he meant it. Yeah, and it I didn't. I don't know if that's true. But if that was true, then then you know what? I don't think very high of that person for saying that because there's a bunch of kids watching. Yeah. And they're going to exactly. be want to be like yep. you. And, and you know, you got to understand, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I'd hear things like, you know, with Muhammad Ali, Fuck like a butterfly sting like a bee, la, 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 la. And that was a cool saying. So we as kids would go out there and say that. Right. Yeah. But all of a sudden you talk about killing somebody in the ring. then all of a sudden now these kids are in, in, in middle school, elementary, high school. And they're talking about, yeah, man, I can't wait to kill somebody in the ring. Dude, what kind of message are you sending, man? What kind of message are you sending? I'm sorry you, you feel that, but you know what? Also, the networks for for actually allowing the words to come out, you know, for – I don't know, man. They should have bleeped it. If you bleep, you know, the Everything the, the cussing, why, why do you bleep that? What makes the organization – actually-
0: it makes the organization look bad too. You, the organization shouldn't have fighters talking about wanting to kill people. Like, what does that say about
1: the organization?
0: Right. That's
1: that's a, that's a conduct. Uh, uh, Should have uh, been you know, That's a reprimand. Of the conduct, because as a fighter, all organizations have you sound a moral con- uh, conduct conduct situation.
0: Right. Con- he probably did. It's probably in his contract. Said,
1: uh, he no, he had that signed it. For they sure, all he did. did. They yeah. All did. They can get rid of him for stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they're just they stuff go. like that. They can get rid of you for that. So you, you can't act like it like, like that. You cannot, you know, and he did apparently. And apparently, you know, I, I also did uh, look at his Instagram because we were gonna talk about him I did see how he said he was gonna go up to Luke and slap him mm-hmm. and you know and, okay, that's cool. I mean that that part to me it's whatever. Shit you guys, the you guys got beef. Yeah. Build up the beef, build up your fight, get the interest, no problem. I just have a problem with the kill part i don't have a problem with anything else i don't have any problem with anything else because hey you know what it creates interest people want to see you you know and no and, uh, and, and that's it you know and um yeah that, that, that i just don't like that that one word you know because kids listening to that
0: and i knew you'd, you'd feel that way but let me ask you this uh what do you think what are your thoughts on luke people really underestimate luke he's taken some losses he shouldn't have because of maybe it's his fault because of being overconfident and complacent whatever but People don't really, in my opinion, I wanted you to chime in on this. This is where I was get where I was getting on this. People don't really know Luke, and and and, and Sean also shared some input uh, or some comments uh, about the situation. Instead of just I'll slap him in the parking lot, he talks a lot of shit about Luke saying he's a coward and he's the type of guy that would run and call the cops. And he's the he, he said a bunch of stuff that the and of course he said he's a douche and cocky and arrogant, but uh, and that's <laughs> that's arguable. But that's Luke. You know he's he's, he's a confident guy. But the point is he talked to him like he's some coward like scared kid and it's like maybe he's clouding his judgment because like i know luke and let me tell you something there's no one that's, <laughs> that's first of all when luke first came to ak i could put a beating on a pretty good but like let me tell you something i've taken some ass beatings from hell from up until my very last fight from luke when i was back at ak training fight week for uh, garcia and he just destroyed me but Luke is better than what people think. And Sean, I think is letting this judge or or cloud his judgment a little bit and and not think Luke is as dangerous as he is. Luke is a victim of himself and his mentality of how he fought. If he had a fought smart and really didn't let emotions get in the way, the guy would have way less losses and be a lot more successful and he might come back like that. And so what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, uh, before when Luke first started with me, I was hunting him down because I thought he was this kid is amazing talent. Yeah. And he's, he's uh, when too. he first started out with me, I heard some stories about his street fights, a lot of street fights in Santa Cruz because they all looked They're at like, this pretty boy skateboarder type yeah. guy. And uh, he would get in fights with all these gang like type guys or all these tough thug like guys. And uh, one time, he got in a fight with a bunch of guys and they threw him off the cliff. And they, they they thought they killed him, but <laughs> Wait a minute, he, you say he, that... he was he was able to hold on to the to the edge of the cliff, Stop. he climbed himself back up. He went back up and found those guys and beat the hell out of them. You know, and uh so realistically, you know, you you can look at Luke all you want and think he's this pretty boy, this and that, but no no. Oh no, he, he he's a street of street. Yeah. He, he says, Yeah, let's go, let's go. He he he's uh He's not going to back down from from a street fight. No, no, not Luke.
0: And I'll tell you, as big as Luke is, too, if if, if Sean came up to him on the street and tried to slap him, I have a really bad feeling it's going to go really bad for Sean. Like, it's not going to go good. And I know Luke could, in my opinion, can tap Sean out really fast. Luke is a freak, and he's way bigger, and he's not in fight camp. And you're going to you fight him on the street. He's not making weight. he's He's not at 185. He's probably not even at 205. You're fighting a 210, 215 Luke on the street. Who's who's got length and, and reach and crazy submissions and striking. So yeah, that's my opinion on that is he's, he's he's he better not let that cloud his judgment and, and, and get overconfident in this fight because Luke's the real deal. And he's just not proven it as much as, as he could have and he still was a champion.
1: Well, the bottom line is it's is a fight to fight and anything can happen in a fight. But the uh, the bottom line is, <laughs> Luke is not afraid of a street fight. No. You're not gonna threaten him with a street fight and coming at him. It ain't gonna happen. If anything, you're gonna get him excited. Yeah. And he's gonna want he's gonna want you more. So uh, Sean saying that is not doing anything but motivating Luke to want to get him that much more. So so actually, it's kind of working in Sean's favor if he does want to fight with Luke because yeah. it'll make Luke want him even more because Luke and Luke would welcome. The fact that he wants to come in, Luke will be looking around. Where's he coming? I'm waiting. Where is he coming? You know, Luke will probably even tell him, I'm going to be a Ruka this time, this time come, yeah. you know, uh, hopefully he doesn't do that because if it goes to that far, they should get paid for it. You know, but, yeah, of but course. I'm just telling you that Luke is that way, Yeah. He, you know, you know, him like I know him and, yeah. and uh, he's not afraid of nobody. He's not of
0: him. That's why I asked you because I want to get that perspective out there because no one else is going to talk about it. No one else knows Luke like we do. I-, I know Luke since the day he walked into AK just like you did. So no one really knows him, and uh, I want to get that out there because it's big news right now, and I think yeah. no- nobody can imagine polo model Luke is-, is a street fighter from Santa Cruz who is yeah. pretty savage. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't- he- hey. Luke's the type of guy that doesn't yeah. mind hurting somebody. You know what I'm saying? He's the type of guy that no, may look it. pretty or whatever, but like if he has a chance to hurt you a little bit more in a fight, he's going to do it. He doesn't feel bad. He's not going to feel guilty. You know what I'm saying?
1: Let me tell you something. There's only one time Luke Rockhold ever ran, one time. <laughs> and we put him in there to spark Kane Velasquez. <laughs> and he didn't want to spark Kane. He no. did not want to spark Kane. And he goes, No, I don't want to spark. Go, You're getting in there. You're sparring with Kane. So he can actually outpoint Kane, you know, uh, actually, you know, until yeah. Kane gets going. Then it would be like, but Luke that, would get tired, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then Luke is like thinking, oh, he's going to beat on me. He's going to beat on me. La, 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 la. And, and Luke did not want to get in there with Kane. He got yeah. in there with Kane. Luke was doing really, really good. But Kane kept putting so much pressure on him that Luke would get tired. Luke, because he didn't want to do it, Luke literally jumped the cage. <laughs>
0: <He ran out. laughs> that makes sense. Who, who? But let me ask you, in all the years uh, since oh, Kane yeah. has actually been good, how many people have been in line to spark Kane? You've forced everyone to spark Kane.
1: The only guy that actually uh, uh, would want to spark Kane was DC. Yeah. DC yeah, would yeah, be the yeah, only DC. one, and then one time I, I played with DC, I said, hey, DC, I go, Kane's gonna take your ass down today. He goes, what, huh, what'd you say? I said, I said, yeah, you know, Kane's gonna this, take yeah. it down. And I knew what I was doing, I was playing with the DC. He goes, Oh yeah? I go, No, 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 Hob, he ain't taking me down. I go, No, DC, he's taking you down. He goes, No, no, Hob, no, let's go. No, he ain't taking me down. <laughs> and they sparred and Kane couldn't take him down. <laughs> yeah. And DC's looking at him like, What Hob? What Hob? I said, I do. <laughs> I just wanted to see what you would do. Yeah. I sometimes have fun, you know, and, and uh, You always and have not fun. Not in a bad not in a bad way, but that was Kinda. me trying to get into uh into, into D C to realize how good he actually could be and was, you know, and uh, I would do things like that every so often, not all the time. Yeah. Now, DC used to do stuff that used to cause people to get like really beat up. <laughs> like like one time, uh, I don't remember Matt Major?
0: Yeah. Remember Matt Major? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, when they yeah, were all in it.
1: Uh, Yeah, Matt Major uh, what happened, uh, he was sparring uh, uh, Jake Shields, you oh. know? and Matt Major was getting his butt whooped, you know, he was getting of his course. butt whooped, Matt was getting whooped. And, and uh, after they're done like sparring, you know, DC's going up telling Jake Shields. I don't know what he's telling Jake Shields, but he's riling up Jake Shields. Like, he's riling them up. Yeah, like, that sounds like this, DC. you see what this dude said about you? This, is that, this. I don't know what he was doing, but he was saying something to that effect. Next you know, Jake Shields and Matt Majors were going at a real fight. And I'm, like, going, oh, darn, DC. What the hell are you doing to me? He's looking at me like, what, uh, what? I go, you know what you did. He goes, Hop, I didn't do anything. I go, yes, you did. You instigated that. He goes, Nah, yeah. Hop, wasn't me. I go, No, it was you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and then he did it another time. Uh, was Phil Baroni was sparring.
0: Yeah, I remember. And this. he was
1: sparring with somebody. And, he stole his uh, shorts. Forgot who he was sparring. And DC was trying to help Phil. Phil, he was always giving Phil advice. DC was yelling at Phil, give him advice, and and Phil was swearing and cussing after you have it uh, like you know and he was talking back to DC but DC was on Phil's side yeah and then and, 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 and then Phil kept cussing and cussing ain't nobody gonna and F- do this nobody gonna and F- do that to me there's that man next to you know DC had it and he went after Phil and Phil went running and we had to protect Phil because DC was actually going to go after him, you know, because I, because DC was on his side. Then DC went like, okay, you want, you want to talk? Okay. And then that's when Phil realized, Oh, wait a minute. He was on my side. Now I better back backtrack, you know? Yeah. So that, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty hilarious for them. There's so many stories of DC going off and instigating things for me. He's done it so much. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I used to tell him, please, DC. I go, my job is hard enough as it is. Please don't instigate. What, have I don't do anything. I go, you know you do something. And, and and you know that sucker what he did? Right after that, he goes and kissed me right in the lift when I wasn't looking. Nice.
0: Sexy. Oh,
1: I wanted to kill him. I wanted jealous. to kill him. he's that's, that's DC. He's always been that way. He's a beautiful guy. I love the guy. But he just, he liked, Doing that stuff, he liked messing with people, pulling people's chains all the time.
0: I barely get, I barely get him on my podcast. More or less, get a kiss from him. You're pretty lucky. You must have been yeah, wearing, you yeah, must have wearing a good I would like cologne. I'd like
1: to transfer my kiss over to you, if you don't mind. Nah, i You can uh, have it.
0: I'm, it's cool. But I'm just saying that, you know he's never kissed me that's yeah, all I mean, i'm just making that kiss. point i, I want that I to be on to. record that's all i never kissed dc in the, the gym yeah <laughs> but you have he's
1: you know he's he's the only man that ever did that to me no one's ever got me like that he that sucker got me right in the lips it's good i was so good pissed. for you so
0: pissed. no man's ever got me <laughs> like that too uh i was
1: red bro i was so hey can pissed. we agree
0: can pissed. we agree though that if there's a man on the planet that can get you like that it's dc though so like you're lucky dc stopped at a kiss because DC yeah, could pretty well, much have his I way think with him anyone. And Kane him, him, and Kane,
1: him and Kane, the, the, you know, like one time that was really funny. Uh, Kane was doing something, and I said, I said, I looked at Kane. I said, hey, you better cut that out, right? And he looked at me with that mean look, with his eyebrows like this. He looked at me, goes, because <laughs> what? What are you can do about it? You can't do nothing. And I looked at him the way he looked at me. I went, well, okay, I can't do nothing, but I'm your coach. You can't touch me. And he goes, goes well, okay.
0: Yeah that's funny
1: But he, the way he looked at me like I, what you can't stop me yeah and i thought about it and i go yeah not really i go i couldn't stop <laughs> i mean I could, I could maybe get lucky and knock him out but that would be me getting lucky yeah. he was too darn good I, you know i could knock him well, out. well yeah I'd I'd think about really, that yeah you're still you have you're, to hit him right on the bunny and and the chances of that happening were not in my favor you're striking <laughs> they were is insane. not
0: in my you're striking is insane uh i'll get off our guys just because our guys are every headline which is why i like having you on and uh we can talk because we we know more about the situation when when our guys are in headlines so i'm going to switch gears and, and and talk about another one real fast because it's coming up this weekend but cyril versus uh lewis what is your thoughts on that fight and then what is your thoughts on derek i'm sorry uh and ganu sitting out and them doing interims and stuff like do you think what's your thoughts on the whole whole thing in general <laughs>
1: Well, I think with Sarah, I think he's so gifted. I think he's the heir to that crown. I really believe that. And, of course, he has to get by Lewis to prove that I'm correct. But his abilities have shown cat-like reflexes for a huge man. He's well-versed in all the areas of MMA. Smart guy, well-spoken, great body for fighting. Uh, I mean, he knows how to use distance extremely well. Uh, I think Lewis, though, has the H-bomb. Factor, yeah. and uh, he could be losing the fight through, through, and through, through and through, losing every round, and the last second hits you with the haymaker that puts yeah. your lights out. Yeah. So that's what Lewis always has. But if you fight Lewis correctly, like like for instance, when DC was offered to fight Lewis, we. Jumped at the opportunity to fight Lewis because we had we had the Kryptonite for him, and that was the wrestling, yep. the wrestling, the pedigree of wrestling that DC had. We knew that he was in trouble. There's nothing he could do because he couldn't defend the level of wrestling that DC was. Mm-hmm. But Cyril Gons doesn't have that level of wrestling. He's
0: well-rounded, so but he's not. He's story. not a wrestler. That's
1: a whole different story. So you can say whatever. Oh, DC wrestled him. Just wrestle him. Okay. Well, you know what? I think another good fighter division one wrestler tried that and I think he got the the bad end of that one right yeah. so you just can't not think you're just gonna wrestle uh, Lewis and get him you can't you're gonna have to fight him you yeah. know so I think is gonna win it because I think he's just so well-rounded in all, all the areas of intelligence striking endurance uh, the whole bit but the Lewis got the h-bomb factor and yeah. and that's that's my thing he has the h-bomb factor and that could that could end the fight and as far as Engano and the interim titles, in this case, in this case, I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I mean, you—you you the only reason why Engano is not fighting is because they couldn't come to contractual, uh, uh, you know, situations where it's okay, done deal, we're in. So why create an interim title? Okay, that's your right. You can do that. But to me, this is not an interim title. This isn't even a title fight. This is a head, head Contention. Line, it's a contention fight. It's a title fight. contention it's fight. fight. It's a number one contenders fight. Yeah. And, and you know what? I get why they're calling it a title fight because people hear title fight and it creates more buzz. But I think the real hardcore people know this is not a title fight. And I think that's fine. The promotion doing that is okay. But I think the real hardcore people know that, that at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the real champion is in Gano. And, and, and the only reason why he's not fighting is because they couldn't come to terms just like John Jones, you know, uh, can't come to terms with them and that's it. So it's, it's just a matter of, you know, putting a pen to the paper and the money and the, the deal in place. And then you, you got a deal, but right now there is no deal. And I don't know what's going to happen if Ngannou and the U.S. are going to come to terms. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Yeah. Or, and maybe the fact that maybe the fact that, uh, this interim title, and they don't come to terms with Engano, and they release him, then then it does become the real title. So, I'm just kind of backtracking. I'm just told I just proved myself wrong, you yeah. know, because here's a situation where an interim title does become effective. Because if they cut him, then these guys are legitimately the champion now because yeah. he he lost his title outside. So I I'm I'm uh, I'm wrong. I yeah. just got corrected myself. Thank you for helping me.
0: There you go. And two two things I want to say about that. Number one, I had two title contention fights and they weren't for interims. And that sucks because I would have much rather lost those fights and lost an interim belt than just lost those fights and lost nothing. <laughs> and so I would have at least rather fought for a belt in those two fights. But uh, and the other thing, too, is you, uh, uh, Derek Lewis has the, the, the post fight uh, thing, you know, so it's like if you lose to Derek Lewis, it's like you're going to have to wake up or get up and hear about his sweaty balls and like it's just uh, it's got to be just a, not a good feeling if you get knocked out by Derek Lewis and, and then he's making his comments. So uh, not a fun loss, I think. Uh, so uh, my opinion on that, though, is uh, I, I think Cyril is a well-rounded fighter. I think he's going to win. In my opinion, I love Derek Lewis. I'm a Houston guy. And uh, but I think Cyril Gon is just too well-rounded. And I think he he could get dropped with that big punch. But uh, I think overall he's well-rounded. Um, and then for the interim, I agree with you hundred percent. I don't understand it I think I think it should just be a champion and he gets his belt taken away or not And the thing is if Ngannou got his belt taken away if it was his fault and He didn't get a fire of the case. He fights the winner of Cyril versus uh, Lewis and then he becomes another time champion because he wins the belt again, you know And, and he should be able to beat those guys if he's a champion. So I, I don't know. It's kind of weird You know to have two champions. I've always thought it was kind of weird and confusing and everything
1: What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, aka Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world.
0: You can train mixed martial arts here, jiu-jitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously
1: they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything.
0: I'm telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. Um, anyway, I also want to ask you about, just real fast, uh, McKee and Pitbull. Just, just uh, I know it's old news kind of a little bit, but uh, what a hell of a fight, and what did you think about McKee? Is he the real deal or what? I mean... It, he went out there, and M- faced McKee a tough
1: is, dude. But is the real deal. Real he's deal. got uh, he's got a great father. That's a great trainer behind him. That's teaching him proper everything. Yep. You know, uh, he he he's he's well well versed in all aspects of MMA. Well spoken. Um, no, he's the real deal, bro. And, and uh, you know, I think at some point or another, I think him and Habib's uh, cousin Usman are they're probably yep. gonna collide with each other at some point. Because <laughs> yeah. at some point or another. I, I see AJ coming up to light lightweight, you know, uh, because he's a big kid. He's you know, big. I see him going up to lightweight because there's going to be a big fish, and Usman's going to be a big fish at some point, not right now, but at some point. So I see those two colliding uh, at 155, though. Not, not, not uh, 145. Usman, <laughs> he ain't going to go to 145. That, yeah. That's not his weight. But uh, McKee's the real deal. Uh, and actually, I can actually see because Patrici went out and, and said that he would fight him at 155 for his 155 title. So I can actually see uh, and uh, Mckee going, yeah, yeah, let's do it, let's go. I beat you once, I'll beat you again. Right. And if he does it again, great. Is he favored, probably? But and you know, look, man. Pitbull's no easy out, no matter right. what you think, because of right. what happened in the first fight. That's a serious guy right yeah. there. And he just happened to, he fell for it. He got fainted. He fell and got took the, the the full shin right to the, the jawbone. Right to the jawbone. He got hit right on the spot. And then that right rough. uppercut, that, that uppercut dropped him completely. Yeah. Then the, you know, he got finished with the guillotine. But but it was, it was the shin kick that led by that right uppercut that dropped him. And then, of course, the finishing touch. And he was out for a split second. You know, split second he was out when the ref stopped it. But regardless, I think that right uppercut kind of kind of did the deal, anyways. But he's the real deal, the real deal, the real deal. the uh, the only The only thing that I thought was funny about this one is, um, you know, the comments that were made. And and uh, uh, Patrick says, "Yeah, I'm I'm gonna knock you out or something in front of your father, right?" Yeah. And then of course, you know, McKee, not to get all done, he says, "Oh, I'm gonna do this in front of your kid and your mother and your wife." but you got to understand his father's actually the corner right patrick yeah. doesn't have his kids and his wife in his corner yeah. so when he made that comment i'm like well wait a minute it's a little different here cuz yeah. your father is actually your corner so yeah. so he he's just like saying i'm going to knock you out front of your coach You know, which is, that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. That But you said, I'm going to come after you in front of your kids. So then Patriki's like, well, wait a minute. I'm pissed now because you threatened my kids. La, 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 la. So it was kind of one of those things, you know. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, it it was. That's
0: still so far. uh,
1: That caused some interest. But I was already interested because of how good those guys are. You know i and mckee's been steamrolling everybody doing things that he wasn't supposed to be able to do but after a while when you watch him do it or do it over and over again you start going well not surprised you know look at all the finishes he's had and and how he's finished people i
0: mean he's done some amazing
1: stuff in the the bellator ranks
0: and that shit talking wasn't nothing compared to like the strickland luke that we talked about this this is normal shit talking patricia that that
1: was very tame
0: yeah, yeah yeah pitbull got a little upset but uh yeah
1: very tame. It was just caused more interest. People were interested in that fight, bro. That that was the fight to watch. That was the fight that had everybody's interest. That was the fight that probably got everybody uh, searching who these guys are. I know that was the fight. That was the fight. The only thing maybe is Showtime is not necessarily primetime uh, 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 TV anymore. Like it used it used to. Be. Remember HBO Showtime yep. was the place to go for boxing. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's not anymore. It's not with all these netflix and all these other great you know uh you know channels coming on that that offer so much people are in, in just really into that you know
0: yeah and i think i just just for you commenters down in the comments below i think i just called pitbull his brother's name so don't don't trash me remember i'm flying you to thailand so be easy on me but uh yeah no i agree with you 100 and shout out to antonio mckee for doing a fantastic job with aj and uh He's a great guy. A- Antonio, I've known him for a while. Coach. I mean, I-, I don't know him well, but I've known him in and out of the sport through my career. He's a great coach, he's a great great person. Um, so shout out to him. And then before we go, just real quick, um, this is not a headline, but I gotta get your thoughts on this cause I haven't yet. But you had an outstanding night the other night at Bellator, uh, three wins. Um, the Habib family, you know, obviously Habib and Usman, uh, Habib, Usman, and Umar are now uh, what fifty-five and 0 together combined. That's pretty damn solid. And then Islam won. So, can you take me through the night, just just briefly, like what it was like being in their corners and having three guys win again, and just the fact that we're one of the original teams in the sport and we're still going three and and0 in major shows like that, and, and having big fights in, in the in the the big show too. So it's like,
1: yeah, well, you know, Habib himself personally in the UFC and Big Bellator. I think this year he's like him working the corners. He's like 8 and 0. Wow. 7 and 0, 8 and 0. He has a loss, bro. Wow. He's he's had nothing but wins. A I mean, I, corner, I've, had, man. I, I've had I've had uh, I've had losses uh you know with some of my other guys, yeah. but but um I can honestly say that my last one loss that I had with someone that I actually worked, like actually worked with the one-on-one with the mitts, was DC and Mioc- Miocic. That's the last loss I had uh, since that point. I haven't lost uh, with any of my guys that I personally trained. All my mm-hmm. guys that I have are undefeated, you know, um, that I still have right now. They're all undefeated, all the guys that I train, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's really good. Habib is an amazing coach. You know, uh, he's still there's some areas that he's still learning. That's why he has me on board as as the Eagles uh, MMA head coach, because he's learning, you know, and uh, he has mutual respect, mutual love for me. So he put me in a position that I gladly accepted and uh, now we're together, you know. Uh, So that fight there, Gaji was our first fight out Mm -hmm. and uh, he fought this manual. I, I know was it was Emmanuel Muro, Dan, not, or Daniel Moro, sure right? yeah. I forgot the guy's name. It is Muro, uh, the guy, M-U-R-O, Moro, and really, really tough, tough, uh, tough guy, real, real tough guy. And uh, sorry, got him wrong, completely wrong. That was Usman's fight. Gaji's fight was the other guy that that um, That's that, right. uh, I, that what do you call it? <laughs> uh, that uh, what's what's his name? the the great one the the great the uh, uh the wrestler yeah the kid the wrestler that that uh that's that, that uh, was doing great and uh now you know he's back on tr- on track oh, god why can't we why well, you have both brain farts? So well, let's go to Usman first. I'm then still and Go down. So yeah. Usman fought this this uh, uh, Moro kid, and um, and I knew who's tough, tough how as good shit. Usman looked. I know he's super tough, super super tough. And I knew how good he was. And I, the game plan with him was do whatever you want. I I told him Just, you're yeah. gonna be spectacular. So whatever you want to do, go and do it. So he wanted to. Show people he had a ground game, and he wanted to show people he had a up game, which everybody kind of knew he already did, but nobody really saw his ground game. So he showed a, a, a great ground game, and he capped it off with a great knee that hit him up, up, up a part of the chest. Right. It was a beautiful knee, and uh, we saw the, 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 the we saw the, his opponent in the ele- elevator, and he said he said that man he goes I, I I didn't realize how handicapped i was because i couldn't do anything to you he didn't say the words handicap but he said i couldn't do anything you were ahead of me every department i, I couldn't do nothing i felt helpless and he didn't say helpless either but i'm just using my right, my, right, right, my I reference got you. i got you, right. <laughs> so that so he did that uh situation there and um he's good on the mic you know usman's good on the mic and he's learning the english he's getting better at it so so you know he did fantastic there i was very proud of him and then we got islam Mavadov Who's uh, now 20 and one, and uh, he he fought the the former champ, who's only lost before that. Chandler was to Michael Chandler. Mm-hmm. He only lost to Michael Chandler yeah. in a title fight, and uh, then on the rematch, he he you know uh, Ben Primus right, he 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 basically he took the title from Chandler. Chandler in the rematch got him back, so Chandler was the only one that had beaten this kid up to that point. And, and uh, Islam showed what a superior ground game he has, and nobody expected, you know, I, you know, I shouldn't say nobody because a lot of people know how good Habib is on the ground. The whole team, they're all good on the ground. Right. That's one thing. The one thing that people, I guess, are, under, are getting to understand now, they're good strikers too. Yeah. So Islam showed he could strike too, and uh, uh, but the game was mostly on the ground. It was not an exciting fight at all, but it was a fight that, really, you have to ask yourself, The judging has to change because there should in no way have been a split split decision. decision, It was clearly Islam's fight. But, again, when you got judges that don't belong judging MMA fights or judges that don't belong uh, judging boxing matches, it kind of sucks. Because, look, listen, these people come in, they work for the State Athletic Commission. These aren't people that are skilled at boxing or martial arts of any type. These are people that work for the State Athletic Commission. So, and they're not necessarily fans of the sport. They just got a job, and that's right. their job, yeah. you know? So they get appointed and they come in and, and, and I'm sorry, but you know, a lot of them suck. They literally suck. So you can't leave it up to judges. So what I told Islam going into the third round, I said, you got to get busy. I don't know how these judges are judging this. You better get busy. You better get busy when you're on top of him. You got to get busy. You can't, you cannot, cannot, you know, be act, not be active. You got to be active. So, so that was one of the good things that happened. And uh, he ended up pulling a split decision, which, you know, again, he won and then Gaji, which is our first fight, you know, you know, he fought and uh, he did fantastic. He proved that, like I always talked, that Habib's guys are strikers. He got hit with a good shin kick to the thigh. He checked, hooked, you know, and then uh, dropped him, followed up with, you know, a few punches yep. on the ground. And right. the poor guy was laid out bad. Habib was so worried for him. And, uh, you know, and Habib was, uh, you know, helping them put him on a stretcher the whole bit. And, and uh, throughout the whole fight. Habib kept asking, "Man, I wonder if he's okay. Can you can you ask them? Can you tell Strikeforce to let me know if he's okay? I'm concerned, and legitimately concerned. Legitimately, he was very concerned. He yeah. he he really wanted to know that that kid was okay because you know he knows this is a sport. This is not where someone needs to give their life for for a sport. And so he was very concerned." And, uh, you know, I, I told them, I go, no, he's OK. They said he's fine. And then we we actually ran into the kid in the elevator. Me and Habib ran into it, uh, Gaji's opponent in the elevator. And he took a picture with Habib. He goes, my fan is uh, my wife. He said, my wife is your biggest, one of your biggest fans. She'd love the fact that if I can have a picture with you. Yeah. So Habib took a picture with him. I saw that, yeah. And that's what it's supposed to be about, you know. It, yeah. You know, it's the hurt business, but it's, it's not the hurt heart business, you know. Right. It, you have to you win that's how you win but you don't want you don't want the worst to happen to your opponent man you don't want that you want them to go back to their loved ones safe and and and, and in good health you know that's what it's about
0: and what's your thoughts on this with Habib so i know habib's such a nice guy and he cares about uh, you know the opponents as well and and cares about everybody but he also cares about his guys you know he he cares a lot about his 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 boys so so how is that factor i know we've talked about this in the past how is that factor cuz he's undefeated as a corner man but you obviously mentioned to me before that it's tough for him because the dilemma of like you know having having people you're so close with out there in the octagon and you're on the outside and you're used to being on the inside beating everybody and, and so you can't really control 100% what's going on you can only yell things how how does that affect him as far as like because I know he cares so much about these guys and the potential of them losing could be crushing to him uh, nerve wise going into
1: these fights it it is very very hard on him i'll give you i'll I'll start back with uh when he fighting when he fought dustin poirier okay zuba was on the card and um and islam was on the card it was islam zuba and him on the card and um zuba lost his fight you know and and um you know, Islam won his fight, and he was a wreck. You know, when I come when I come back after, because I didn't work Zuba's corner, I didn't work him. He was working with with someone else. But uh, I come back uh, after, and he's watching, Zuba, you know, the fight. And I go, you know, you know, and I'm what are you doing? I go, let's go, we gotta go. He goes, no, no, what's one second, coach? One second. And he's so concerned, man. He was out just like looking, and I'm like, oh man. And then after that, he talked about how he doesn't want to fight with his teammates because he's too worried about them, right? He, yeah. he talks like that. I don't want to fight, my teammates are too concerned. And, and all of a sudden, here we go again With when he fought Justin Gagey, you know, and, and it was kind of almost the same scenario, you know? Not quite, but but almost, you know? And um, he, was, he was, again, concerned, you know? And it's like, you know, you need to focus on, on your fight. Wait a minute. Am I messing up there? The, who fought under the, the Gagey fight that was with us? Team Eagle. There was somebody, right? was oh, it uh,
0: everyone every cuz i had them all in my podcast so we had umar we had usman we had habib we had um well islam was supposed to fight but it got canceled uh his
1: islam got ca- umar fought right umar, umar
0: fought, fought. U- usman fought um and who else we had all, we had a lot of guys fight. I mean, he had a lot of his guys fight in that car. And, that, and that's why I asked you yeah, at he that
1: was time. Really he was really concerned about that. Because he had to fight uh, the main, the main
0: event against uh, yeah. Gaethje. And then he had to watch he, all yeah. his guys fight before that. So I was, uh, so also a word before like that. that fight. Like that. I had all he those guys, like including it. Habib on my podcast, right before that fight. That week, actually. Yeah. And that was... I, I, I don't think
1: you had, I don't think you had uh, Tahir on there because Tahir got the mumps. I got... Habib gave the mumps to everybody, <laughs> so so a lot of guys got canceled out. I, I yeah. we have to look back, bro, because I think we're getting old, or I'm getting old, yeah. because I'm forgetting. But regardless, it's really hard on him. And during uh, the this last week's, what the Bellator event with Islam's fight, you know, I'm telling because you know those guys they're used to listening to the Russian language, so I'm telling Habib, Habib, tell him this, and Habib's like this, you know, just like with his head down and he goes, Coach, I cannot talk. I cannot talk. I just this is too hard on me, coach. And I said, yeah. Okay, don't worry, relax, don't worry, but I got it, you know. And very calm, like Tom, I got it. And and he's just saying, Man, I can't I can't I can't corner this like too many guys, no more. It's just too much. He gets really involved in it, and remember, he grew up with these guys, 10, 15 years, you know, or longer, you know. So there's a lot of emotion there. So he wants the best for all his guys, and he it's too much for him to watch his guys potentially lose. Yeah. It's too much. So so he'll get better as time goes on, but for right now, he's just that I don't want, I don't want to corner like too many people in the one day, you know, cause yeah, yeah. there was three of us, uh, there were three corners. We cornered him and I, and yeah. with Islam's fight, cause that was a tough fight. Brent premise is no joke. No. Brent's a, that's a world class, great fighter. And it was a dangerous fight. And then we knew we could lose that one very easily and we didn't, but we knew we could. Yep. And Habib Absolutely. knew. So that's why that one put a lot of stress on him. Cause th- there was dangerous there. There was a lot of dangers there.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And we'll cool hop. And, uh, do you have anything else to cover? Any headlines that you know of you want to cover, or are we good?
1: Uh, well, you didn't. Uh, did you talk about Islam and RDA?
0: Well, we're doing a spotlight, and we're uh. going to co- cover Islam and RDA in a spotlight. Which I'm going to. So, for those of you watching right now, we have a Islam spotlight coming up because it's hard to get him on the podcast. He's still learning English and he's still working on that. But I figure, you know what? If we can't get Islam on the podcast right now until he gets more English, we're going to talk about it because we know obviously a little bit about Islam and you obviously know everything about him so we're going to do an Islam spotlight coming up for you guys watching it's coming up next uh and then we got also Paige Van Zant coming on we've uh, agreed to a podcast today I've been talking with Austin her husband and we're going to do it from Dubai so I'm in I'm in New York for a couple days more and then I'm going to Dubai and then we got Paige Van Zant so we got this podcast coming up guys we got uh, Islam spotlight and then Paige Van Zant and then some more so stay tuned I know I've been uh off for a while but I've been traveling and stuff. So anyway, thanks Hoff for coming on the podcast and doing MA headlines and it was perfect because we had so many AK headlines this time. And as usual, you did a fantastic job. You're a great
1: guest. God, you're so good, hoff What is that? OG. OG. OG? DC. This is DC's um Pokey. Nice. Pokey Pokeballs. Cool. He's got a few of them I think uh, it's OG, right? Yeah. Is that OG? OG, yeah yeah yeah
0: it looks like it yeah. and it's f- kind of a fish thing i don't know
1: yeah and you can't see my belly because it, it's dark and it's only here if it went down here my belly's bigger than than the og the six packs i've got so fat <laughs> i got so fat it's crazy no
0: you're not stop well anyway thanks i so- am <laughs> no you're not Hoff. yeah i'm not gonna argue with you about fat, being bro. fat now
1: what do you weigh One, 185 195
0: i'm like 195
1: yeah yeah okay i'm 250 and i'm
0: 510 you're six one 62. can i tell you something let me tell you something i went yeah. today to uh i went to bout boxing gym here in uh manhattan oh they killed me they kill me i'm so I, i'm so like ran down and i went in there and trained today i i don't know it was the best i it was the best i could give but i wasn't impressed with it so i'll let you be the judge of it when i post it but anyway so yeah let me let me let you go and then uh and then we'll fast forward okay. to uh an islam spotlight which we we are gonna do like right after this but no one's gonna know because <laughs> i already have everything set up so anyway thanks a lot ha, for being on the show and okay. uh i'll see you in about one minute
1: <laughs> okay one minute